Welcome to this episode of my podcast series, The View from My Middle Finger, where I take a look at the world through the many social media platforms. This is The View through My Middle Finger, where your opinion matters, but The View always looks different from My Middle Finger. Why is the world so angry? A trigger warning straight up on this episode. Due to the topic, and as you can appreciate, angry people sometimes do not speak in a delicate and politically correct way. So if you are easily offended, you may also be triggered, and we wouldn't want that. In this episode, we will explore why there has been a proliferation of angry people videos across many of the social media platforms, and why we have an unhealthy fascination in watching these public meltdowns. Why are we attracted to watching these videos? Is it because we all know someone who might tend to blow up and imagine them in these situations? Do we perhaps feel sorry for the person who blows their stack and to some degree feel some level of empathy for them? Or is it just out-and-out voyeurism where we want to see how this is going to play out? Will someone intervene and stop them? How will it end? In this episode, we will highlight several examples of public anger and discuss just why we feel compelled to display our anger in public. As we all know, there are varying degrees of anger that one can display and numerous reasons or situations where becoming angry in public and having this videoed occurs. Let's take a look at one such type of video I call this the angry transport video. These videos involve transport, no matter the type. If it has wheels, then there must be an opportunity for anger, otherwise known as road rage. Here is a classic example of road rage. In this video, I noted that a woman exits a car at the lights and proceeds to walk over to another woman sitting in a car behind her. The woman in the car rolls her window down with the angry woman on the outside commencing to educate the woman in the car on how to drive. In what can only be described as a passive-aggressive manner, the attacks become that of a personal nature. What is it with you people that you don't know what to do when it comes to life and driving? I know you're how hard is it you honked to at make me. a turn? You honked at me. That I can turn whenever I want to turn. I had the red light, In so the I can turn if I want world, to go. You have a right to make a red turn. You'll be on you Facebook and YouTube. You have a right to make a right turn. Say hi. I don't care. Put it on Worldstar. I don't care, redneck. I'm not you a redneck. You're so stupid. You should not be allowed to breed because you can't even drive. Learn how to drive first. Okay. Then maybe you should think about breeding again. Well, let's unpack this one a little. Passive aggressive and just a little condescending. Okay, we can perhaps allow this one to pass. Not be allowed to breed. Well, I'm gathering that the woman who spoke these words is either a doctor or perhaps a geneticist. I mean, maybe she noticed something with the woman's appearance that led her to believe that breeding would be risky. So in summary, Clearly, the aggressive woman was doing the other woman in the car a huge favour. To show that road rage is not exclusive to motorised transport, we have two bikers riding in the same bike lane in opposite directions. And no more than a slight clip, and the following exchange occurred. No, I didn't hear. Yeah, you better What you gonna do about it? What you gonna do about it? Oh, Big tough guy? Fuck oh, boy. Chop your head off, nigga. Yeah, right. 
I noted that the word used, which I'm not about to repeat, was used by one of the bike riders who was wearing sunglasses due to it being a sunny day. Either that, or he was a blind bike rider, and perhaps that's the reason why he clipped the other bike. This would explain why he called the other rider the name I'm not about to repeat, as clearly looking at the video, the rider was a white guy with a porn moustache. Let's move on to the angry shopper. That's right, those who feel hard done by, their purchase not satisfying as they perhaps expected, or the customer service nowhere near the level that they desired. The question is what to do. Do they have a quiet word with the manager to see if they can work things out? Or do they dive head deep into a tirade of profanity and personal attacks? Emotional damage! been laughing at us the entire time that we're up here making a complaint. Isn't this hilarious? The Walmart on 278, Miss Jordan, you're so rude. And it's so funny to you, isn't it? To laugh at a customer and you work in customer service. And because you're rude to your customers. It's okay. You're rude. You've been laughing at us to another customer the entire time we're up here making a complaint. It's ridiculous. Unprofessional. Straight unprofessional. And how about the worldwide phenomenon known as Karen? And to all those Karens out there listening, I do apologize, and also to the religious listeners, as you'll find out in this next example. Let me describe the scene for you. A bunch of clean-cut, well, maybe not so clean-cut, young men riding their skateboards near the beach, when one of their skateboards gets loose and makes for the road. It's a stampede! The unsuspecting car... Karen, Karen and Ken hit the wild skateboard and demolishes it. The Jesus looking young man in his disappointment at the fact that Karen and Ken have destroyed his skateboard raises the drawbridge on his middle finger and points it towards the car. Karen! Yeah, because you're a stupid idiot. No, Karen. You're a loser. You guys COVID like, Karen. You guys all look like losers. COVID Karen. COVID Karen. COVID Karen. Yeah, you guys all look like a bunch of losers. COVID Karen. Look, I'm trying to be polite here. COVID Karen. I haven't said anything. Neither are you. Dude, leave your shit in the street. It's going to get run over. Don't be a asshole and flip me off. You're cool, bro. Apparently using the word loser They're losers, they're just losers Over and over again is written in the scriptures according to Karen I wonder if after reciting these scriptures That it made both Karen and Ken feel so much better And allowed them to retreat to their Buddhist-like enclave in the Californian hill No better example of this is the famous viral video of the short and angry man in the bagel shop. Now, I'm not sure if it was the smell of the freshly cooked bagels that set the man off. Apparently, the guy walked in and without anyone saying anything disparaging about his height or lack of uh, attraction to women, he dived straight into a tirade of anger, mainly aimed at the women, or so it seemed. Why is that okay? The great, why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay? Who said that to you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that shit up? Everywhere I go, I get the same fucking smirk with the biting lip. Now, I'm not sure about this guy. However, if a woman was staring at a guy while biting her lip, I would have taken this as a form of flirting. Either that or she needed to go to the bathroom quickly. 
Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. Clearly, these three men are placed in high esteem by the short, angry man. Now, I must give the short guy some kudos here. Here he is confronted by concerned shoppers who ask the angry man to keep it down, and the angry short man decides it's time for World Championship Wrestling. Dude, you want to step outside? Hey. You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing, pal. Enough, enough. You shut up too. Just say no. Go ahead and attack you, big dog. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just wanted bagels. When I sit down at the kitchen table, I think I'm out eating my favorite bagel. Well, all I can say is it came to an inevitable end. All the people in the bagel shop wanted to do was buy their bagel. The smell of the freshly cooked bagel was just too much, and they knew that while this guy was venting and ranting, he was keeping them from their objective. The short angry man, with no luck when dating women, was taken to the ground, but I am happy to report that he survived without a scratch, and made it out of the bagel shop alive. Now we delve into the world of the angry drunk. That's right, one thing in my experience is the most difficult situation to deal with is the angry drunk. You never quite know what you're going to get, always unpredictable. In this example, an intoxicated woman enters a restaurant and for some unknown reason did not like the look of the patrons of this establishment and decided she would give them a piece of her mind. And this is what we found. from this drunk woman. Apparently she has her very own country, clearly a very wealthy woman who became lost while on vacation and stumbled across this restaurant and following the customs of her country, which is to use profanity and racist jibes as a way to attract the attention of the people and get them in your favour. Either that or she was just a very drunk racist b We now open the classroom doors and look at the angry teacher. I have a lot of respect for teachers, especially these days when so much as a politically incorrect look in the wrong direction may result in a classroom of crying hysterical young students close to having a nervous breakdown. So let's take a look at some of the examples of the angry teacher. It starts off innocently enough, professor at college, students attending a lecture. Two of those would be a telegram, right? Nobody knows what a telegram is anymore because we don't use them. Um, who just did that? No, I want to know. Stand up. We'll stay here until either that person admits who it is or the person sitting around them tells me who it is. Who was it? My bad side is as bad as my pleasant side is pleasant. 
Apparently a student yawned during the lecture, and yes, maybe more than once. Which has clearly fired up the professor, so much so that he felt the need to explain to the students all about his personal characteristics, around his good side and his bad side. Alright, don't push me that way. I like to keep things informal in here as much as possible, but understand where the difference between informal and impolite is. And I won't tolerate impolite. If I hear one more of these overly loud yawns, get up and walk the hell out. Yawn outside. Stay out of class. Whatever it is you need to do to get over it. I want to know why 220 other people in this room don't find the need to do that. And you should be asking yourself, why am I the one loser that has to do that and 220 other people know better? You could hear his anger levels rise, ending in an ultimatum to the class. Walk the hell out and yawn outside. And while the professor didn't mention it, I'm sure he would be fine with me mentioning that the same should go for any and all bodily sounds that may emanate from a human as they are tightly compressed into the lecture theatre. I only hope that they all made it out of the lecture theatre in one piece and before any sound expelled. Or perhaps before they got expelled. Talking of kids, one of their favourite pastimes is of course playing video games. And what a pleasant and tranquil pastime it is. Friendly and cordial gameplay, where it's not about who wins, it's always about how you play the game. It started innocently enough, a young couple playing a console game together, the competitive juices start to flow. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry about that, um, wrong kind of juices. In between the expletives and the fits of rage, from what I could tell, the young lady was sick of losing to her boyfriend, and all she wanted was for him to lose a few times on purpose, so she could feel better about herself. Even if that meant she knew that the win was fabricated, I'm not sure how that works exactly. But I guess you can train your brain to believe anything you want to believe. Anyway, of course, as you heard, the console was destroyed into smithereens, and I guess that her anger solved the perplexing question as to who should or shouldn't win as it appears no one won. Now the courtroom is typically a place where processes are controlled and while those who attend the courtroom may be emotional including showing signs of anger we rarely see this coming from the judge. However in this following example we find a judge and an attorney don't see eye to eye on something and rather than calmly discussing the issue the judge blows his stack. You're Mr. Runkles? Yes sir. Two charges assault and resisting. You have the public defender. Public defender, what do you want to do? Have they filed? They have. I'm not waiting. All right. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm not waiting. You want to set up for trial? Set up for trial. 
All right. If you want to set for docket signing, set for docket signing. I'm not waiving in any case. This is a you know, if I had a rock, state. I would throw it at you right now. You know? Now, let me get this straight. If I had a rock, I would throw it at you. How about instead of a rock, he had a hammer? If I had a hammer, I'd a hammer in the morning. Stop a... pissing me off. Just sit down. I'll take care of it. I no. don't need your help. No, sit down. I'm the public defender. I have a right to be here, and I have a right to stand I said, and represent sit down. my clients. If you want to fight, let's go out back and I'll just beat your ass. Let's get ready to rumble! And by the way, the bout, or I meant the judgment, lasted three rounds and was scored accordingly by the judging panel who watched the fight. There is a difference between being confident and deluded, and you fall, unfortunately, into the latter. Let's see if we can understand anger a little better. One way of dealing with anger is to attend an anger management class. Let's listen to this anger management group and see how this approach eases the angry emotions of the group, so they can all leave and return to their homes better for the experience. All right, well, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Sheila, Sheila Kuslowski, and we are here today for anger management. So why don't we all take a big group Breath in, just breathe in, and breathe out. Okay, so tell me your name and uh, tell me what's your trigger. My name's Jimmy, and uh, I don't like child midgets. Okay, thank you very much, Jimmy. Now, your turn. Randy. Uh, I guess what really sets me off is when people give me their approval without my asking for it. Um, I was in the restaurant the other day and the waitress uh, witnessed that I shifted over to the other vacant seat and she said, oh, that's okay. I know it's okay, that's why I did it. Well, that's okay. I know! <laughs> that's, I know it's okay. Okay, your turn. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi. Um, what really gets me is when people aren't specific. Like when someone tells you to go get the thing over there. I don't know what that is or where you're telling me to go. Is it a fork? Is it a pair of binoculars? Thank you. Could have been more specific. Okay, your turn, sir. Hi, I'm uh, Ray Stevens. I'm a TV spokesperson. And um, the other day I had to read a stat uh, for a shoot that said one in five guys thinks that having sex standing up uh, prevents pregnancy. Uh, and just knowing that there are people that believe that, um, that's, that's my trigger. I've actually heard that before. That, that is, that is something else. You've heard that? You've heard that, Captain Jack You know what that is? It's a not true thing. One in five people believe it, genius, and guess what? You're that guy. You're the number one. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't know stuff. You're a moron. Take a deep breath in. Are you helping me and breathe? Your mouth. Yes, help I am breathe, you stupid breathe. I have a trigger finger. I made him a trigger thing. It's trigger, trigger, trigger. As I do at the end of all my podcasts, I withdraw my middle finger and dial down the sarcasm and allow me to increase the level of sincerity. If we all are honest with ourselves when watching social media and the videos that make up their content, we all take an interest in the things that are not always pleasant or socially acceptable. And while this might be a human trait, it can be a fine line we tread between playing a role of a voyeur and becoming a participant. Anger is a human emotion and we're told it's better to deal with your anger 
it may be in your best interest and those around you to take a moment, note where you are and those around you who don't know you and who don't need to be part of your anger and to find a way to deal with it with the support of those who know you and those who can assist. I'm your host, Gaff, and this has been The View from My Middle Finger. You can listen to my podcast episodes on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and wherever good podcasts are found. You can also check out our website. Just search for tvfmmf.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com tvfmmfinger. And remember, if you don't like The View from My Middle Finger, too bad, try your own.